adventure. Shotgun Alfred is his most powerful form. Oh my like, gosh. Excitement. Percy is stealing. Mystery. It's Gary Frank's art drawing. Gary Frank's art. All of this in college, comics, and other strangeness. Alright, no, I have all a lot of distractions. I came here to talk about comics and distract people, and I'm all out of distractions. <laughs> oh no. That does that mean we have to talk about this book? I was really hoping we we're just gonna talk about like Fortnite. I was gonna... <laughs> oh, oh, well, well, all right. Well, I, I, I can. I mean, the comic Fire! <laughs> I think we should talk about the newest hit game, Rage Shadow Legends. <laughs> no, I mean, old dude. Now. I haven't seen that around. You can power up your buff up your guys and do like seventy damage. Wow, seventy damage. Seventy damage. That's all I've been doing wow. lately is buffing up my guys. Almost advanced as that new Avengers game. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> well, Ray Shadow Legends is far superior, I'm sure. Please, fund me. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Let's do this. 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 Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're out of it we're out of it this morning good morning everyone uh welcome back to comics college and other strangeness a roundtable discussion of comics good and bad in all their forms and i'm just gonna say it this one's a bad <laughs> today we are discussing uh venom lethal protector by david michelini and illustrated by Mark Bagley and Ron Lim, the classic six-part series uh, that made everyone's favorite villain not a villain, question mark. If you're following along at home, uh, we are going to be looking at issues one through three uh, today, and then we're going to look at uh, four through six next time. Uh, I'm Jacob. That's pretty I'm, neat. I'm, I'm Nathan. Are you, though? I'm, I'm Ben, I think. I should you just open check your ID. I'm bad. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me just get my wallet over here. <laughs> and we are going to tackle this monster. So, uh, first of all, if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to give a little bit of background information uh, to those who may or may not know what the heck is happening in this book. You are not on acid. Uh, <laughs> this is just how this book is written. Uh, this this the story of of Venom Lethal Protector. Essentially goes back to one fan's uh, sketch. He drew a little version of a black Spider-Man. Marvel loved the idea, paid money for it, and decided to change Spider-Man's costume in the uh, early 90s to fit this new look. Uh, fans were outraged. Yes, yes. Uh, it was going to be wearing black and white, and fans were outraged before it even happened. And we're all writing Marvel. No, you can't change Spider-Man's classic look. And then they did. And everyone's like, oh, wow, this is really, really cool. And they actually liked it. But by that time, Marvel had already gotten the message that nobody likes this costume. So they immediately got rid of it again. Now, at this point, everyone was clamoring for the costume back. They were in a no-win catch-22. So they decided, 
what if we decided to give essentially the costume, which had alien properties, to a completely different character? That character was the character of Eddie Brock, who was one of Spider-Man's rogues when he first appeared as the original Venom. And that was the the version most people are familiar with until, as the 90s progressed, and they realized Venom is the most 90s thing in the history of humanity, uh, they decided they wanted to give him his own story, his own spinoff series. And this was the one that they did. This is this is how they decided can Venom hold his own in a narrative without Spider-Man, really. Uh, and so they decided how are we going to make him a good guy? And they did that by making him a crazy anti-hero thing. So if you're more familiar with Venom, say, from the cartoons or whatever, and wondering why is he a, a good guy all of a sudden, that's kind of the, the brief history of the character from an editorial standpoint and, and why they... They felt the need to do that. So if nobody else has any comments, you guys just want to dive right into the sucker? Sure. Do it. Right into it. Right into the news. So we open in San Francisco, which is basically New York, but on the other side of the country. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we basically New York? I think. (laughs) <laughs> because here too there is constant uh, crime and villainy that's so, too relatable too relatable <laughs> are you sure this takes place in an alternate universe because dang it sure seems familiar to me <laughs> well, <laughs> we know it's an alternate universe because as this crime is progressing some guy is mugging a lady somebody actually decides to stop it <laughs> and that somebody is True. Venom he shows up behind the, the, the mugger with his very spooky face, cutting to a full-page splash of him uh, yelling that he loves to scare his victims. He then grabs the guy, strangles him from the inside with his venom tendrils, and then proceeds to turn to the woman who is being mugged and says, Oh, forgive us, we're being rude. Hi, we're venom. And hands yeah. her the purse, and is surprised he's, when he runs away screaming. And he's got the little like kitty eyes or whatever. She's like, "Oh, hello!" Pats her on the head and just runs away. She's like, "What?" <laughs> that me I have to say, Venom is very weird in this first scene. I understand yeah, I it's like this is my first encounter with Venom I've ever oh. had in my life, and I'm like, "What the frick is Venom?" No, no, <laughs> I spook people. Okay, so he's the spooky Batman. He eats people, I've seen. Like, okay, so he's an extra cannibal Batman. And then it's just like, oh, I pat people on the head to calm them down as a monster. Like, if a monster touches me, I'm shrieking in horror. Yeah, and he's no, like, yeah. do you not realize how horrifying you are? After literally giving someone a near heart attack, you're like, oh, hi there. Don't worry. It's okay yeah. now. Yeah. Well, and that is the fun. Is like, he straight up doesn't understand how terrifying he is. He's just like, I'm the best person ever. I'm a you know, and everyone's like, no, you're not. You're a freak of nature. Yeah, and, and he's trying to adjust to it time, too. Story. It's like, oh, don't worry. You don't have to pay me. It fills my heart with joy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe anything with that many teeth said the word joy. okay that's the one thing i've always loved about venom though is the humor behind it like even like i haven't seen seen the movie yet but i've seen some clips of it just like you have like he does something like super violent or whatever but he passes it off as like this comedic joke that usually wouldn't be a joke and he ends up going ahead and does it anyways like just the one thing where he like literally like 
like when the movie like he eats the one guy that's mugging the or that, that that's about to like rob the like the gas station or whatever or like the little uh, corner mm-hmm. market or whatever and then you know he, he eats them in the, in the and he turns back to eddie again and then the lady's just like eddie what was that and he's like oh pfft, sorry i have a parasite and he just leaves <laughs> but yeah so yeah. like that he just has his main lines like his brains yummy that he likes to do you know but like it's it's just funny comedic humor that normally like wouldn't work anywhere else, but it works with him. And I love if, it so much. If your first uh, familiarity with uh, Venom was from the the newest movie they just made, this take on the character is basically, I mean that that that's that movie draws a ton from this book. Like that's a my lot. first encounter with Venom was the movie, and then I saw I read this, and I was like, you know. Pretty similar overall, not entirely different. Yeah, yeah, in the sense that they're both basically crazy town. They're both incredibly powerful, and I, I kind of let in. The, I hardly consider this one of my favorite books in the beginning. I'm a little biased against it, but Venom's mm-hmm. characterization is not one of the problems. He is a great protagonist for this mm-hmm. story. He's just completely insane. He's completely uh. That's just only the word for it. He runs around literally eating people and then expects everybody to just be cool with that. Yep. I'm sure it gives him a very small but very dedicated fan base. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Um, so he, as he swings away, he begins talking to himself because, I mean, there's two of him, objectively. <laughs> there's Brock and then there's the Venom symbiote. And he's talking about how how Spider-Man ruined his life, blah, blah, blah. We already know he's insane based on the very first scene he's in. So we can assume that this isn't entirely accurate. Yeah. Um, And I believe it's in the story that they do establish a little bit more. No, it's not accurate. But as he he swings around, he does explain the story from his perspective. How he feels like, oh, you know, Spider-Man rejected the alien costume. Never mind that it was trying to take over his mind. And he ruined my career as a journalist. Never you mind. I was having using false sources and objectively doing a bad job. So why does the Venom symbiote not take over Eddie Brock's mind like it tried to do Spider-Man? I think it has. I think it's why he's crazy. <laughs> but I think I mean, they genuinely like each other. <laughs> but he's like still capable of speech, uh, human action, and he... And every now and then he'll even use a fully normal human form. And that is true, but I think it's because, like, it's not a, I mean, I think they, they chose the word carefully when they called it a symbiote. Like, they live together in harmony. It's not like it's mm-hmm. necessarily eating him or something. It's like, oh, I'll ride you and I can make you super powerful. Or you can get me places where I can't go and speak for me because I can't talk. You yeah. know, like, it's it's that little, uh. Although, okay, that makes sense. Although, although, the sim- although the symbiote also does kind of have a little bit of an impact depending on the mood that Eddie is in. So, okay, so so the reason that Venom was originally, um, I, I think they retconned this later. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jake. But like mm-hmm. early on, they just had him be evil. But I believe later later on, they de- they decided that symbiotes themselves do not have personalities. They attach onto the person, whatever the feeling at the time is what they go off of. So at the time when the symbiote attached to Eddie, he felt, uh, Eddie was feeling aggression towards Peter Parker and he wanted Peter Parker dead. And so the symbiote now felt that and fed that into Eddie and it kind of 
corrupted Eddie's mind, and that's how he became that. So there's actually been good symbiotes, actually, to a degree. And in fact, there is Agent Venom eventually, where um, well, that was Fox as well in its own yeah, way. yeah. Flash Thompson gets the Venom symbiote and ends up it ends up actually actually becoming good. So there's there's different types of symbiotes that are well, but you, you can only wear the Venom symbiote for 24 hours until it does start to infect his mind. At least I think yeah. that was a lot of the, the story is like you can only yeah. wear it for select missions and then you gotta get rid of it again. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so 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 now at this point he's trying to turn over a new leaf. So because of that, the symbiote is following suit. So and that, that makes a lot of sense. I think what you're referencing is probably during the Kate's run on the character. I, I, I haven't caught up quite recently. I'm looking to eventually, but uh, okay, gotcha. that's definitely a newer development. I don't think anyone was thinking that in, when they wrote this. I think they were just oh, thinking, okay. oh, Venom's crazy. Hmm. <laughs> um, so then he uh, he tries to check into a hotel because apparently he's just homeless in, in San Francisco. Uh, and the cops immediately come in and... He straight up doesn't understand, like, oh, no, me arrested for murder? But why? (laughs) (laughs) Here we have no peace. Like, um, you eat people. (laughs) That's your career is eating people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I love one of the officers passes the remark, like, that looks like Edward Brock. To, uh, that looked like Edward Brock to you. The hair's different, but like, oh, great. So he didn't always have this mullet. That's just something you decided to do for this particular right. issue. His, his mullet and his cut-off, like, uh, like crop top, tank top. Okay, what the heck was that thing? I don't even <laughs> when he like talked about him like working out later or whatever, and he like it looks shorter too. It literally looks like a full-on crop top. Like, what are you wearing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I know like, some, of, this, some of you older, older, older is this Guile showing up in this comic or something? <laughs> <laughs> some of you older fans are saying they're like, no, this was all great. We're younger fans. We can vouch for this. It's not great. It's not okay it's that not people okay. wore this once upon a time. <laughs> no, it's not okay. Also, by the way, like he's male, but still not okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 how he said that his career was eating people or, you know, if you look at the beginning of the comic, uh, him uh, making people eat him. Yes, that too. That too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> hustle, but he's not willing to eat the cops. Uh, and he's polite enough to, to cancel the room that he just uh, that he just reserved. And off he goes uh, on some other quest. Somebody takes a photo of Venom, though. Which ends up making its way to the Daily Bugle, and that's what alerts Peter Parker that Venom is at large again. We see uh, Peter narrate how he remembers the events of losing the symbiote going, which, again, is more of the, oh, the alien was evil, I got rid of it, and Eddie got it, and he was completely okay that it was evil. Uh, Eddie was using a faulty source as... uh, the villain Sin Eater at the time, and when Peter caught the real Sin Eater as Spider-Man, uh, that kind of lost his job at the Bugle. So that's what Brock means when he keeps saying, oh, Spider-Man ruined my life. And obviously, uh, Venom knows Spider-Man is Peter Parker because the symbiote knows uh, Venom was Peter Parker. Sorry, Spider-Man was Peter Parker. So they do have the information with each other, but Venom left because he doesn't want to deal with Spider-Man anymore. 
And now Spider-Man is wondering, do I really want to just sit here and save my tail and not deal with him anymore? Because he does. Or do I want to go to San Francisco and make sure he doesn't eat any more people? Because, again, this man eats people. That is his job. So, yes. So he decides he's going to leave. He's going to to head to San Francisco and see if he can stop Venom from literally whatever he's doing. It straight up doesn't matter to him. Like if Venom's doing anything, it's probably horrible. Uh, cut back to to San Francisco. We are in the park. Eddie's just taking a walk through the park because again he's homeless, and <laughs> he, there's a massive like. What is this, like a 12-man dog pile in the park? <laughs> just all these guys in suits and ties just punching homeless people with their shopping carts. I, I'm not like really was, sure what I'm, I'm looking like, at right now. I can still remember seeing this, and is this like, is this what people do to just get all fancy dressed and punch people? Like, you're not going to, like, wear something more flexible. You're just going to get in the suit and tie. You're like, huh, get out of here. Whack. It's like, really? Do you, have, do you not have any better tools than our fists? And the colorists make it obvious, too. This is broad daylight. We're just chilling in the park. Nice day in San Francisco. And they're just walking by like, oh, look, it's another mob. (laughs) How lovely. (laughs) Spring day. The birds are chirping. The the rich guys are beating on homeless people. (laughs) You know how it is. (laughs) So, of course, Eddie intervenes. Guy pulls a gun that doesn't end up working because he's freaking venom we see this great image of uh like the the symbiote a black symbiote like coming out of his eyes or whatever yeah super cool and also i I do would like to address at this time the art in this book is really solid Mm -hmm. i mean obviously you know if you're reduced to modern coloring techniques you may be a little saddened but in terms of just the pencils and specifically how cool venom and spidey look they do a solid job I, f- I feel like it's it's very 90s-esque. The characters are definitely the best mm-hmm. part. The backgrounds are kind of lackluster, in my opinion. They're, they lack a little, they're lacking a little bit, but they are there, and they do the job, but they, they need to do. Um, like, especially yeah. later on with, like, um, the Carl, like, the Life Foundation stuff or whatever. Like, it's just, like, a bunch of metal hallways or whatever. It was kind of boring to a degree, in my opinion. But, but mm-hmm. it, it all did the job what it needed to do. And so we have Spidey swinging in. He notices all the gunshots because, you know, <laughs> Venom's not exactly being subtle. And that is where Spidey and Venom cross in this this uh, particular storyline. He comes in, immediately starts beating on Venom instead of the guys that were literally pushing over homeless people. He just jacks <laughs> and jackhammers him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to me, I actually really like that Spider-Man is the antagonist in this. Like, yeah. just straight up, he's the antagonist. He's not a villain by any means. He's clearly well, doing the right thing as far as he's aware because he's not fully... He doesn't believe that Venom's turned over a new leaf and, quite frankly, has perfectly good reason to not believe that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he even, you know, all that talk about both of us protecting innocence was bull. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. pretty bold to say in the 90s comics to say bull. <laughs> uh, but, like, he, he's very much so just... Uh, he just, he just immediately assumes that Venom's the bad guy. And if Venom is our protagonist who's trying to, I mean, even by eating them, stop people from beating on homeless people, that means Spider-Man, by extension, is helping people beat on homeless people. It's still within character for Spider-Man. It's not like yeah. character assassination or anything. 
but it's very also very much so showing what Spidey doesn't know and making him as a problem for Venom to face throughout the issue, which I think is a really cool touch. Like yeah. there are probably easier ways to do that of just making oh and send Spider-Man <laughs> the hero. I like that they decided to like, well, in this situation, he's actually a huge problem for Venom. And Venom's being very patient and forgiving for not what letting him, you know, goad him into a fight. Uh, I, I'd say he's more an antagonist, not necessarily the antagonist, because there's several. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he's, no, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's kind of just a stumbling block for, for Venom. But he is the first yeah. one we meet. Or at least officially, to a degree. Like, yeah. And then, of course, Venom grabs Peter's fist, like mid-fist, bends it backwards because he's significantly more strong than Spider-Man. And instead of trying to eat him, just explains to him very nicely, those men you refer to as office peace officers aren't. Because I guess Spidey thought that the guys within the suits were like, you know, just, I don't know, doing their job or something by beating on homeless people. I, I don't know what he thought. Uh, but they, the guys immediately open fire on Spidey, and Spidey realizes this was a very bad idea. Uh, he begins to beat up all of the, the gunmen, and by the time he's finished, Venom is gone, and he's got to figure out, all right, where did he go? I also love he in the, in the thought bubble, it says, where the bloody blazes is Venom now? Like, what is he, British? American people don't say bloody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I like... What is Spider-Man channeling here? Because that is not the Spider-Man I know. I said that. I'm a wall crawler. Unless if he was, I don't know, doing his, like, I mean, it's very vague, but like, if he was, they were trying to, like, have him do, like, a quip, he's like, oh, where in the bloody blazes did it go now? And he's, like, being weird or whatever. Unless, if, you know, Tom Holland got out of character or something, but I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was a, a very interesting, weird thing to put in his head. So it's not, it's not like he's saying it out loud like a joke. He's just in, in secretly in his head, he has, he has a British voice. Outside, yeah. he's American, but inside, Spider-Man's British. You heard it from us first. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, that, that's Tom Holland in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> All right, so we, we cut to a serious, uh, sinister suit and tie figure behind his desk and if you're wondering are all the villains wearing suit and ties in this basically yes. yeah. it's either that or they wear symbiotes but we'll get to that later <laughs> uh and he Spoilers. he's uh venom and spider-man fighting on the news and he's like aha i will have vengeance target sighted and we're like why do you want vengeance and they're not going to tell us that right now but that is that is our our going to be. I think that's the primary book, right? Yeah. So so then so we then figure out where Venom went. He I guess followed the homeless people he was rescuing underground because I guess that that's where they're living. Uh, and the homeless people seem kind of like, oh, thanks for helping us. But then the other ones are like. I love this line. Are you crazy or just stupid? He's Venom, a psycho with a space monster for clones. <laughs> like, actually, this is the only man speaking sense at this point. Yeah. But because you're not the pretty girl, no one's going to listen. <laughs> Ooh. So they're, bad they're, guys wear suits, and they only listen to people who are pretty. This is the things <laughs> we learned from these comics. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> also, mullet. Also, you thought it was bad before. Now he's wearing like a leather jacket over his crop top. 
Wait until we see Mary Jane on screen, then we'll know what true horror looks like. Oh, sweet yes. goodness. Oh, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't know what you flexed on with that acrobatic outfit, but uh, you could probably do it like size <laughs> more clothing without any limitations. Well, at least at least it's actually part of her wardrobe. I guess Eddie just stole her wardrobe or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why Spider-Man's so pissed. The Venom symbiote's not what I'm talking about. I want you to stop wearing my wife's clothes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I doubt she had that cool leather jacket, though, so that's probably not the case. Um, so they're walking around underground trying to find their, their, uh, their little home, and all of a sudden, oh lord, diggers! And unexplained, there are giant robots underground just because there are. Do we know what these are? I don't know. They're kind of briefly explained as something uh, belonging to the bad guy's uh, company who I guess just chill underground. Why is this company, why is this uh, technology essentially not employed like to kill Iron Man or something a little bigger than just digging around underground? I have no idea. Because because they want it. Uh, My guess is that they're just too clunky and slow. They don't seem to have much of a, a, a dodge ability. And someone like Iron Man would probably <laughs> just tank missile the crap out of them. And they would not be able to get out of the way or do anything about it. Probably. But my point is, like, this is just a random corporation. It's not like one of the super cool Marvel corporations. This is just, yeah. like, like it's, it's Stark or AIM or, or Hydra yeah. or something. It's just, like... We are this random guy. We do like building developments, and also we have tankmen. Like, okay. What? okay, what I want to know is how far underground is this? Because these things are huge. Like they got to be causing some like big like waves yeah. in the earth or whatever. Like people kind of at least feel a rumbling of that from somewhere. Like what? <laughs> and also, I love the if you look at the two of them standing next to each other, they're very obviously different models. So like, what you build each one, each one is custom handcrafted. Uh, each one has a different face and a different color. I mean, we kind of get into that later with another group, group of people, but you know, because right. <laughs> so, it's a copy thing, I think. And of course, the uh, the first thing they do is immediately start trying to kill homeless people. Like, it doesn't even try to scare them. It immediately, try starts trying to kill them. But of course, it grabs Eddie first, and that does not end well for him. So anyway, um, they started digging. Anyway, they started digging. Uh, <laughs> Venom and the monster robot thing gets into an actually pretty cool fight. Uh, specifically with the robot getting the other hand by shooting him in the back with a laser that uh, begins to actually hurt his symbiote. Because obviously, one of the few things that can actually hurt Venom is like fire and sound. Yeah, and so really later, kind of, strange. Kind of this random robot, you could have just given a machine guns or something really conventional and easy and cheap. It's like, oh, we're giving it. <laughs> lasers and a few weapons that just so happen to be effective against symbiotes it's like there's no way in heck you designed this thing to fight symbiotes and if you did it you suck at your job you actually have anything that can phase venom even in the least much less put up an actual fight it's like so what are you equipping the digger robots with anti-symbiote lasers why what if one of the homeless people were going to murder symbiote? Uh, so eventually, the, the robot gets the other hand, shoots him with that laser, and just starts pounding on him over and over and over again. 
Uh, and Venom's like, oh, you're, you're an idiot because you just were so focused on me. You didn't realize what happened. And it cuts to the funniest little plane splash in the entire issue where there's this underground Victorian era city and Venom roars, we've fallen through time. <laughs> and that's where they decide to end this issue. I think they thought it was supposed to be a cliffhanger. Like, oh, wow. Did they really fall through time? Uh, I would have. That would have been the moment I stopped buying this book. If it was, this wasn't a trade paperback, like coming okay, well, up fighting homeless people, and suddenly you fight the big digger robots, and then you fell through time into a Victorian area city. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, this is when I would start reading. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be like, "What the heck is going on here?" At this point, I can't stop. It's like, what? <laughs> I, to clarity, I actually did pause after reading this one before I went on to the next. And I was just like, where on earth are they going to go with this? This is the most unnecessary plot twist I've seen in months. <laughs> right. Or in Victorian England now. <laughs> well, and, and to, be, uh, to be fair, obviously, that's not what they actually do. The actual plot twist isn't quite that dumb. It's still kind of dumb, but it's not that dumb. But then why did you own up to it like it's going to be that dumb? Like, we've fallen through time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I genuinely think they thought that was going to draw people back in for the next book because these were coming out monthly, to my understanding. Uh, but if it were me, I would be so less prone to come back. I'd be like, absolutely not. I'm not going to subject myself to this again. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the next issue, that was part one, and we're moving on to part two. Uh, when we pick, It picks up where we left off. The digger and the guy in the digger is like, I don't believe it. The freak with the living costume was right. We've fallen through time. And like, no, everything is just as bad as we left it. Uh, Venom takes the uh, the opportunity of his complete abject horror of being in this book <laughs> and just tears the guy <laughs> apart. Uh, <laughs> I love the little line. Ooh, being melodramatic gives us a, such a tingle. <laughs> yes. And so they attack the local police of this underground Victorian city underneath California, come out, but it's no match for a digger with anti-symbiote lasers. Uh, <laughs> they tussle, Venom looks excellent in all the art pieces, and ultimately, Venom and the boys end up winning, which then raises the question... Where on earth are we? Also, I love the little the little detail where he turns into a symbiote cop very briefly yeah. just to show that he's the nicest person ever, even though we all know he's not. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then we establish kind of where we are. This is essentially uh, a part of California during like the 1900s that like fell through the fault lines or something mm -hmm. during an earthquake because you know how that's how fault lines work uh, and it's just underground and the homeless people just chill here because hey why not and it's also kept up incredibly well in this sort of city of ember type looking village even past other earthquakes Yes, I'm glad that nothing else and no other earthquake opened up the same fault line and dropped a bus on it. <laughs> or another city that was built above it. We fall through space and time again. It's like the whole thing just fell down, but all the buildings are stick straight and still perfectly kept up. <laughs> this is actually like an SCP, actually, if you, if you know what that series is. This is actually one of the SCPs. It's an underground city from another time period, pretty much. 
<laughs> I, I had never heard of that before. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners probably have. And just so you know, I get the reference. Like, this is, I'm not sure which one came first, but all I can say is uh, <laughs> this is not an entirely original concept. No, yeah, no. I've, I've seen stuff like that before, yeah. But it is an entirely, where when you're telling a story about an alien monster who eats brains trying to, to make a name for himself in San Francisco, I fail to see how this actually applies to your plot. If you're just <laughs> for strange sake, you know? Like, everything else, like, okay, I get it. I guess it ties into the whole alien monster thing, even if it's a little absurd. But this is just, like, okay. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Spider-Man is out and about in the nights trying to find Venom. Um, and coming up, coming up uh, dry. So, he decides that the only way to uh, figure things out is to do a little bit of research. So, he ends up... Sneaking in and using a computer and finding out that Eddie's father, Carl Brock, is living in the city. So he goes off to uh, to go find and he, find him. And he, in his little thought bubble, it says, but I swear if the old guy greets me with a, I want to eat your brain, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Meanwhile, in the homeless underground Victorian city, uh... Venom, who's wearing his symbiote like a cardigan, <laughs> if you're noticing, he's got oh all gosh, the little spiders on it. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. Uh, in the crop top. Is standing before the council, and the council is like, no, your crop top is too short and you need to leave. Uh, and I also love that the, it's not just the town is like Victorian era, the people are Victorian, like the mustache on that the councilman guy. Yeah. And like the the reverend with the eye patch or whatever, it's like no, well, he's I'm, an alien monster. I don't want him living here. <laughs> you, you, you mean pa- Pastor Nick Fury Strucker? <laughs> Pastor Nick Fury Strucker, <laughs> the honorable right reverend Pastor Nick Fury Strucker. Uh, <laughs> so it, it even has a, a vaguely Victorian element to it, and they're like, no, you cannot live here because you're an alien beast. Go be homeless in another homeless place. Uh, so they kick him out. And they decided, hey, I know what to do. Says they mentioned a name, Roland Treese. He's the man who's harassing them. If we could find out why, maybe stop the threat, even that one-eyed preacher would have to accept us. Yes, with four S's and a line underneath the yes. So he transforms into Venom to try to earn this particular homeless colony's trust, as opposed to getting a real job and getting a real house. Uh, <laughs> like with this much effort, I'm pretty sure you could just get an apartment. But no, he's gonna go and uh, find this bad guy, and uh, hopefully, then the homeless people will accept him. Are you yeah. gonna give a job to some guy in a whack crop top and leather jacket? Heck no. If you start trying to eat my brain, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I love the panel though of Venom turning into Venom, and the ladies are just in the background screaming. <laughs> It's Venom. <laughs> They're not running away either, though. They're just vaguely upset. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like, yeah, he's kind of old hat at this point, but we still don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, at this incredibly ornate, like, it looks like Disney's Haunted Mansion, but in San Francisco, um, Peter Parker comes in his street, street clothes. And he's like, you Carl Brock? Yes. Eddie Brock's father? Angry face. 
and the door slammed in his face immediately. <laughs> so he, he quickly realizes that just talking to Eddie Brock's father as Peter Parker is going to get him nowhere. Um, and then meanwhile, at, at Treese International, we see Venom trying to sneak in. And he's just like this cool little bit where like he uses his tendrils to like sneak past the laser wires and like disengage the alarm system and stuff. And, because you know, da, 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 <laughs> yes, venom impossible. And then he's like, I love the the drawings of him crawling on the ceiling, being all secretive, and the drool is just pouring down his face and over his eyes, and he just right. doesn't. <laughs> it's yeah. the next frame that's the best though is you see him bounce off the floor with this giant big teethy smile on his face yeah yeah it's like what venom you're terrifying why are you bouncing along the floor you look like that's the same type of animation that uses like a small child skipping across the floor or something it's just like yes here we go i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> And he, he ends up bouncing and stopping just at the front of a model that conveniently explains the villain's plan, or at least part of it. I guess the villain is supposedly building a charity project, and but he realizes, oh, wait a minute, a charity project wouldn't, you know, warrant diggers that kill homeless people. Yeah. So he probably there's probably more to it than that. But unfortunately for him, it doesn't matter because he was spotted on the security cameras. So the cops come in, start shooting the crap out of him, and it actually ends up kind of picking, ticking him off, I guess. I forget, were they using weapons that, like, could actually hurt him or something? Yeah, it looks like they're bullets. Um, all of he says, you may leave, and he's, like, point, pointing a finger at him, and his mouth is, like, gaping open wide. It's, like, the panel's so cool, but it, like, it reminds me of the anime, like, meme or whatever with the um the lawyer guy or whatever pointing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like forward, actually you're you're right yeah. uh, so he ends up getting into a really cool looking tussle and again the art in this book is just so pretty to look at venom looks so cool in like every panel yeah uh meanwhile spider-man returns to the mansion this time as spider-man and instead of asking, he just comes to Eddie Brock's dad and is like, "We have, we you have to talk." Uh, okay, I just thought about this. So, like, he just like a few minutes ago went there as Peter Parker, and then comes up there. We need to talk. It's like, oh, were you that? Like, he didn't think like, oh, were you that kid that was down there before? What? No. No. Why would you say that? <laughs> I felt like I was exactly sure that he. Anything. It's like, hey, were you that British kid that was around here? I'm not British. <laughs> Bloody blazes, I'm not British. <laughs> what was it got? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Spider-Man came back at night, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Well, he, he did, but it's like, hey, you're the second person to want to talk to me and actually have the same voice. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't think he even learned Peter Parker's name, did he? So No, no. But he might have said like well, I, I feel like I feel like he would alert it would alert my normal senses to know that two different people have asked to talk to me today. I feel yeah. like I would assume there's some connection between them. Or we're curious with them being, you know, uh, Eddie, Eddie Brock's father or whatever, too. Yeah, specifically about my son. Like, okay, yeah. you're talking to me. Though I guess that could be anything. Like, you could have just written Peter Parker, like, oh, he's a reporter for the Bugle, trying to make a mockery of Venom again. Yeah, but yes, but then now, well, you could have, yeah, but then, you know, then he turns into Spider-Man later. Like, it's not hard to draw the lines, but, you know. I, that's what I was thinking, but Nathan's right. If you didn't, like, really give Peter Parker the time of day, which he doesn't yeah. exactly impose 
like it doesn't exactly have a demanding presence, then it would kind of make sense to say like, oh, this is the second person, you know, like a different person who has different goals than the reporter kid probably did. <laughs> uh, so cutting back to Venom, he's still beating the crap out of everybody, but he decides that it's not, uh, he can't stick around either. So he runs off, uh, chilling in an alleyway somewhere, trying to get his thoughts together. When all of a sudden he's ambushed by another uh, businessman, evil businessman, who uh, claims that Venom is responsible for the death of his son. And he has giant robot men uh, to beat the crap out of him. But not exactly giant robot men. They're just robot suit men. More like. robot we, had, we had giant, giant robot men before. They, they look like... They enlisted for the X Men in the nineties, and they're just like, "No, you can't." And yeah. like, "Fine, we'll we'll dye our suits gray and work for this guy instead." Yeah. <laughs> okay, I find it interesting because in this in the panel here where they show them, they're gray, but like later on, they show them as being like blue and things like that, and there's like more color to them. So I'm not sure what was going on there, but which is kind of interesting. Um, Probably they, they, discrepancy. Another interesting thing, though, is that one of them is named Sentry, when there's already another Marvel superhero named Sentry. I just thought well, that was interesting. That was like a decade later, so they probably just didn't even think of it. Oh, really? I didn't know, notice that he was that recent. I want to say, say Sentry was early 2000s with the new Avengers thing. That, that's the only familiarity I'm with. I know of him. Uh, moving on. We are back in San Francisco uh, again. And Venom is being beat up, just like uh, so. Like, just like the last issue picks up right after the first issue, this one picks up right after the last issue, and he's just being beat up in an alleyway. Uh, and the villain uh, just, just captures him and explains his uh, oh, no, soak up, be good. I'm sorry, my doggy's being obnoxious. <laughs> uh, this guy explains that you know he had a son, uh became a, a federal federal guard at, at the vault and when venom escaped from the vault he was killed venom claims we we didn't want to hurt anyone very innocently like bull crap you eat people again you eat people uh and so he put together his little gray and blue team called the jury to kill venom for uh you know trying to kill his son why i'm not entirely positive it feels like you could have just you know i don't know donated them to the police force or something because like genuine it's not like anyone's like it's not like it's like oh it's a superhero and you're the only guy with a problem with him everyone wants to kill venom yeah. <laughs> the federal government is not okay with venom running around eating heads like Surprisingly, so, uh, they're actually doing their job for once on their existence. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not. It's like, oh well, maybe you don't like the Hulk, but we like the Hulk, regardless of how much damage he causes. It's like the Hulk must be stopped. You must understand. Like it's not that kind of dynamic. It's like, hey, it would be like, hey, let's go uh, capture a serial killer. Yeah, that's a great idea. No one understands me. I have to put it together a team to do this myself. I'm like, why? <laughs> Uh, but Venom ends up busting loose from these guys and running away. Uh, the, the evil businessman is very angry. I love he's just foaming at the mouth in this panel. It's just randomly just foaming. Like, don't give me excuses. Give me his head. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. This man is, is uh, <laughs> he's got issues, boy. <laughs> uh, Venom makes, makes his escape. 
And then we we cut back to Treese International, which is our other businessman. Uh, and at least he has a goatee or something to 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 differentiate himself. And <laughs> his destroyed little model, and he's like, "All right, so what do we do from here?" And specifically, it says, "What if there's a next time?" And his plot begins to formulate. Cutting back from both of the boring businessman character to actual Spider-Man. Uh, we, we have him trying to talk to Eddie Brock's father, but he's still completely unwilling to speak to him, which I think is so funny. It's like, okay, we're going to have him come. He's not going to be willing to talk, but then he's going to come back, and he's not going to be willing to talk. Yeah. Uh, and that, I guess the, uh, the housekeeper is the one that actually decides to talk to Spider-Man, but didn't talk to the nerdy kid, just to Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, and try start decides she's willing to tell Peter everything he needs to know about Venom. Meanwhile, he answered the door and not her. Actually, that's a good point. What what good is your housekeeper if you're gonna answer your own door? True. <laughs> yeah, with you. <laughs> um. So so Venom is now on the Golden Gate Bridge because it's San Francisco. Uh-huh. Uh, when the the jury comes out and starts shooting at him again, uh, which again, oh yes, the jury with guns. Wonderful. Oh yeah, the jury with guns. <laughs> you love the ending, the ending of comic two. We're the jury, and we're going to kill you. That's not what the jury does, my friend. You really don't seem to understand proper court order. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to think this man doesn't have an understanding of the justice system. But uh... yeah, you, elect 12, you select 12 random people, and then you just go and, uh, you know, kill someone. It's like, no, that's 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 not it. Good try. <laughs> the, the jury flies in with their armored suits like, we declare you guilty, and then they fly away and go home. <laughs> these fight scenes are really well drawn and all that but the jury is just one uh a army of wannabe iron mans and they do nothing for me yeah, no. <laughs> they, they're just they're not not terribly interesting but they tussle and they fight and yeah, their armor is cheesy. I feel like if you could revamp them and actually make them into something cool, they actually could be cool to some degree, but they I don't think they lived up to the potential that they could have been given here. Maybe. I think for the 90s, this was a pretty stellar design. Iron Man was wearing something similar at this time period. Yeah. Uh, but then we cut back to Spidey, and he's talking with the housekeeper, and he's explaining the tragic backstory of Eddie Brock and his father, which, honestly, you probably could have surmised yourself. It's not terribly... Terribly complicated. It's like basically the same old, same old, like, you know, oh, mother died in childbirth. Dad doesn't like the son. Son tries to get affection and it never works. Uh, and they're going to wear a crop top again. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so he was, he was, he was dismissed from the family for his fashion choices. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the big thing is it, it does add a little depth to when Eddie Brock is thrown out of the bugle. It's more than just oh, I lost my job at stake. It's you know, I I, I this was kind of like my last shot to make my dad like me, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, this this little panel where it just says hoax behind him in this massive yeah. letter, like oof, that's yeah. an oof. Um, <laughs> uh, and so Spidey Spidey takes the information, and decides to leave with it, and I think that's the kind of the moment where he's like, oh, 
Venom's a person too. He's not just an alien monster I beat the crap out of. You know, like he has he has uh, a life outside of this. He's, he's like I have sympathy for a, for a man whose sole purpose in life is to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, an evil bad guy headquarters. <laughs> uh, we we not the the uh, the guy the guy that lost his son whose name already I have forgotten. It's the goatee guy. You, you, but the goatee guy <laughs> whose name I know and I'm not going to say because it's not important enough. And we finally find out the the reason he wants to 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 destroy the park and kill all the homeless people is because there are millions of dollars of gold in it. it is Millions. Millions, millions of dollars in gold. Cost in the billions to build these mech suits, much less to keep them secret, much less to keep them running, much less to staff them. And you're like, we need millions, and we're going to spend billions to get them. But it's just like, are you the federal government? Because how are you have this much money to waste? <laughs> <laughs> that That is the question for sure. Like, I didn't this know is the least economic venture I've ever heard in my life. I would not invest in this. I don't know how you have any stock. How about you just sell the mech suits? Like, hey, you want to dig? These ones have lasers. Dig with us. Like, wow, that seems like a very, very worthwhile product to spend millions of dollars on. Like, you no. Wait, wait, wait. Anti homeless people guns. Wait, wait, wait. I started homeless people. I bought a mech suit to help me more effectively find them and destroy them because I hate them. The villains be like, now dig on this. <laughs> I, love, I love the trope of rich villains that straight up don't understand how their money is made. <laughs> it's like, but I am evil. I'm caught between my desire to do evil and my desire to you know make money with my multi-billion dollar corporation. Because <laughs> evil just doesn't pay. Um, whether or not evil pays, you might... Um, I'll keep that to myself. Let me just tell you that uh, sticking around for gold by making incredibly expensive mech suits, that doesn't pay. We can agree on that. Yeah, that doesn't pay. Uh, <laughs> so Venom's on the run. He's on the run again where he gets hit by one of these really cool like anti-Venom grenades and he falls away like basically buck naked. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of clothing damage in this series. Yeah, yeah. if you thought he wasn't wearing much with his crop top, he's really Really not wearing much now. <laughs> He's kind of just mooning the guy that's pointing the shotgun at him. Yeah. Well, the, wow, the second that? time where he's like, "Aha!" We see the hesitation. Like the second time, like I take advantage of your your hesitation. Like, bro, you have super senses. You really don't need to do that. He's literally just a normal guy with a gun. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm like, this is really, really dumb. They use that twice. This really bothered me. The first time, I was like, "Ah, eh, whatever. I'll let it slide." And the second time, I'm like, "Okay." Seriously, you gotta set some restrictions of how monologuing your enemies are going to be. Because like, yeah. that oh, is the oh, least oh, satisfying oh. way to survive is not off of your own skill, but off your enemies being stupidly incompetent. <laughs> also, oh, let's not forget that clearly the best way uh, to take advantage of your enemy's hesitation is to say, "Ha, I see you're hesitating," and then attack him. There's several times in this book, like throughout the books here, where he he gets the you know beaten by someone he's down on the ground just like he did originally with the jury and he starts talking to them and he goes ha 
you're talking to me give me enough time to recover that's exactly what he does here again <laughs> like they keep repeating the same thing and over and over again <laughs> he, has, he has one strategy and it just doesn't stop working yeah no uh, <laughs> just his strategy is just talk <laughs> so they can so he ends up escaping this this little fight which is again is basically the same as all the other fights and ends up being, uh, he ends up escaping on a helicopter from the goatee bad guy, who who says he wants to bring him on as the new head of his security. Dun dun dun. Probably not a problem. Definitely not a character that will just show up to fight Venom and get annihilated. Well, I love. It's like he's like, does this does this have a a cover your park renovation? project and the bad guy's like it does and then he just says k with a little posture okay. oh, k i'm good with that again, I, monster, okay. again I, I love his like his personality though how comedic he is though yeah well, he, he just takes everything strangely unseriously he does yeah. seem like the dark spider-man in a lot of ways yeah um so he lands he grabs uh one of the uh the guys like he basically makes a tiny like little tendril of venom around his head just in case he needs to tear his head off his shoulders uh but it was all a trick fire belches everywhere he's like what i thought that i want you really wanted me to be your head of security (laughs) 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 no venom no one wants that (laughs) he says ah but it is isn't you we want dear fellow it's your children <laughs> that is like one what? of those horrifying plot drops like fr- phrases to end something with ever it's like Period. especially if you don't have children <laughs> and, and then the, the, the symbiote yeah. the symbiote just pops out and looks at eddie what you have children this is wonderful we're gonna tell, <laughs> tell everyone <laughs> <laughs> we're a father. <laughs> yeah, we're the father. Yeah, we are not the father. <laughs> I do have to say this the scene where he says we're here for the children has a really neat uh, effect with the flames. Visible. Yeah. Yeah. The flames. So you can still see who's saying it, but the flames still obscure the environment. Also, they're like, wow, we can encase him in fire. That's a great way to stop him because fire is one of his weaknesses. Like, yeah, so are the anti-symbiote lasers that you already own. Why did you put together a new contraption to attack him? Just reuse, reduce, recycle, man. What's your deal? (laughs) What's your deal, Mr. Tree? They need to spend more unnecessary money that they don't know what to do with. (laughs) Just just wait. Don't worry. Just wait. They're, they're going to prove to themselves to be really good at capturing Venom, but horrendous at keeping him captured. This is very true. You know, and- Fire, he has a weakness. Fi- like, the symbiote has a weakness, too. Humans are generally not overly friendly with Fire. This is a great way of keeping containers. Keep a firewall going. Do they keep a firewall going? No, they don't. Why? I have, we have no idea. Yeah, it, w- it would have been wisdom, but these bad guys haven't proved terribly wise. So I feel like that's a bit of a high expectation for them. What do they end up doing? Uh, you're going to have to come back next week if you you feel the desperation and need to find out what happens next in Venom Lethal Protector. Uh, that, that's the end of issue three. So that wraps up issues one through three. That's what we were tackling this week. Uh, next week, uh, not next week, but the week following because we're bi-weekly. We're going to look at issues four through six, and we hope to see you then. Thank you all for listening. This is our our third episode, so you're still pretty early on in our 
soon to be illustrious careers if if you are if you're still listening <laughs> to this point uh subscribe to us on whatever platforms you you may use we should be about everywhere at this point uh and come on back next time uh, nathan can only be found if you utter a guttural incantation to the earth but parsons wh- wh- where can we find you on the internet uh, you can find me on YouTube at Scullybud, and I'm actually considering going on doing some Twitch streaming soon because I don't have as much time for YouTube as I used to. So if you guys want to find me on Twitch for some streaming, I'm at Scullybud as well. And you can find me at my blog, uh, Adventures in Graphics. You, there will be a link to that in the description below where I, I talk about various comic-related uh ideas and theories and whatnot the last one i did was um a a argument for the relevance of superman so if that's something that would interest you feel free to check it out uh otherwise thanks for listening uh enjoy uh enjoy your life throw on your crop top and uh we'll we'll see you next time uh thank you all bye